Welcome to New Generation Church with Pastor Eddie Medina. So praise God. Welcome everyone to New Generation this morning and everyone that's connected with us live. Amen. We welcome them also. Praise God. The Lord is good. Amen. As you're standing, if you will open your Bibles with me to the book of Jonah. Jonah chapter 1. Jonah chapter 1. And I'm going to read verse 17. Verse 17. And we are continuing in Jonah chapter 1. Amen. And today we're going to look at um, verse 17. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Do you guys have it? So I'm sure many of you are familiar with this passage in the Bible. And we're going to see as we continue. I'm going to read verse 17. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish, not a well. Amen. A great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Marita, once again. Now the Lord had prepared. Look at that word prepared. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish. To swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. As I've been um, mentioning, because we've been um, preaching in the book of Jonah, how God had called Jonah to go and preach to Nineveh. But Jonah decided to go somewhere else. It wasn't Nineveh. Jonah decided to go to Tarsus. In other words, God had assigned Jonah to go to Nineveh. That's where God wanted him. But as we have mentioned, Jonah wanted to go his own route, his own way. When God had a plan for him in Nineveh. And as we saw, and we've been listening to, reading, how God knows how to get our attention. And there's a reason for that because God, and that's something I think we ought to be grateful, God is not finished with us yet. God has great things in store for our lives. No doubt God had a plan for Jonah. No doubt God has a plan for your own life. And as we have seen, um, Jonah, he says, he goes to Tarsus. He buys the ticket. He gets on the ship. And it's funny how God works. God permitted 
or it was God himself. The Bible doesn't, it wasn't the devil, it wasn't nobody else. It was just God himself that permitted this storm. In other words, he shook the ship. And in that ship, you had Jonah and you have the sailors. Jonah was the one that knew the God of the Hebrews, the, the real God, the God of Father, God the Father of Isaac and Jacob. But the other ones did not serve the true God. They served their own gods. And the Bible says that Jonah was on the bottom of the ship, as we've read that, and he was asleep. He was asleep. I mean, he was out. And the ship is moving. Everyone's afraid. And they go and um, <clears throat> wake up Jonah. And he's saying, you know, what's going on? And Jonah tells them the reason this is happening is because the Bible says that he told them who he was. And Jonah, you know, he's straightforward and he says, you know, the problem here, it's because of me. And it doesn't say, but I can just imagine that Jonah must have told them, you know, God told me to go to Nineveh, but I decided to go somewhere else. And, you know, that's the reason why what's happening is happening. You get the picture that when God is calling us to do something, God has assigned us to something. I mean, I think obedience, like the Bible says, obedience is better than sacrifice. And as we've read, the Bible says that Jonah says, hey, throw me out of the ship. And everything's going to come back to normal. But these people, they did not do that. We, I preached on that last week. The Bible says that what they did, like, in other words, Jonah was telling them, hey, I'm the issue. I'm the problem. Throw me in the sea. But they did not do that. The Bible says that the men rode even harder to return to land. And then the Bible says that they couldn't continue anymore because it just grew more and more. It just started getting worse. So the Bible says that now they cried out to God. Many believe that by this time, you know, they started believing on the real God, the God of the Hebrews. And it says, the Bible says that they picked up Jonah and threw him out in the sea. And everything ceased, everything stopped. Isn't it funny that, you know, many, as I preached last week, there's nothing like recognizing or being real or to come forward and to take responsibility and say, I am the problem. Amen. So, and as we see, this is what I love about God because God, God always thinks different than we think. Um, God does things way different how we would do them, but there's a purpose behind it. It's because the Bible says, like in Romans, Paul said, all things work 
together for the good of those who are called, those who love the Lord. Now notice, I want you to get this. Now the Lord, verse 17, the Lord had prepared. I mean, you think about that. God must have been watching and thinking, you know, Jonah thinks that, you know, it's over. You know, I told him to go to Nineveh. He went to Tarsus. But I, and I'm thinking, God's thinking, you know what? I still want him in Nineveh. And how many know that God, God, that's where the word sovereign comes in. God does what he wants to do. When he wants to do it. And how he wants to do it. Amen. So the Bible says now the Lord. Now it's the Lord. It's God. It says had prepared a great fish. Now it might not seem a lot. But that's something how God works. Even the smallest things in life to the great things. Everything shows us that if God says it, it's going to happen. And the reason I say this, because when you read the Bible, God uses this one word, prepared. Prepared. He used it right here. It says, now the Lord had prepared a great fish. When you go to chapter 4, and as, as we go on, continue, chapter 4, verse 6, it says that, the Lord God prepared a vine. And then it says in verse 7, God prepared, listen, he prepared a worm. Because God had made a plant grow, as we're going to later on see, to give Jonah shade. Because it was hot. And the sun was hitting him hard. And see, when I say something like that, it just shows me how much God loves his people. How many know that even when there's some type of disobedience, amen, no doubt Jonah was being disobedient. But as we'll see later on, chapter 4, verse 7, God, you know, permitted, made a plant grow. What was the purpose of the plant to grow? To give Jonah shade but see God God said you know what I, I'm not done yet Jonah so what did he do he made a worm to go to the plant and eat the plant why because God still had a purpose for Jonah so that Jonah would not get comfortable amen how many know that sometimes it's dangerous to get too comfortable amen Lack of discipline, the good habits, the things that we know we ought to do, but we get too comfortable. And God permitted a worm. The Bible says God prepared, there's that word, prepared a worm. Because God's plan the whole time, and it, it still is, is, was for Jonah to go to Nineveh. And in verse 8, it also says that God prepared a scorching wind. I mean, think about it. You know, even this morning, we're here this morning in the house of God. 
It's not in God. There is no co coincidence. How many know that? There is no coincidence in God. God prepared this day, a Sunday morning. Amen? And I just want to remind you that God had a calling on Jonah. I believe God has a calling on your life. I mean, maybe God is calling you. You know what God is calling you to do. What he's been telling you what to do. God, Jonah knew this whole time what God had called him or wanted him to do. And we see in the Bible, God will use whatever he wants to use. So this morning, I just want to say this. In this case, the Lord had prepared a great fish. Look what the Bible says, to what? To swallow Jonah. He didn't say to eat him up. <laughs> he said to swallow him. Jonah was in the inside of the great fish. The Bible says swallowed Jonah. God was not finished with Jonah yet. And I'm here to remind you, church, this morning, God is not finished with you yet. Amen. If God wanted to, God could have made that great fish to eat up Jonah. But no. The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says that the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. Have you ever felt that way where you feel like you're being swallowed by life? There's no way out. You don't even know why it's happening, why you're going through it. And you might feel that way that you might be like if you're swallowed. And the Bible says, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish. Notice what the Bible says. Three days and three nights. Jonah was inside the great fish that swallowed him. Again, church, the Lord had prepared. The Lord has prepared for you. The Lord has prepared for you. In other words, God is building up something for you. Amen? I, to, I would praise God and say, thank you, Lord. Amen? That you didn't, I'm still here. I'm still inside the great fish. You know, life might feel like I'm being swallowed up. But the Bible says Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Now, there's that word again. The Lord had prepared. It reminds me. Of that scripture, scripture that Paul said in the New Testament. Look what it says. 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 2. It says in verse 9. It says this is what the scripture means when they say. No eye has seen. Nor ear has heard. And no mind has imagined. What God, notice what it says, what God has prepared for those who love him. There's that word prepared. 
I'm going to say it again. No eye has seen nor ear has heard and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Do, do you get the point, church? God loves you and God has prepared something that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared. You don't even imagine what's the purpose, what you might be going through, what you might be facing right now. Maybe you don't understand it yet. Right now, maybe you're like Jonah. You're inside the belly of the great fish. Amen? I could just imagine Jonah inside the great fish. Three days and three nights, the Bible says. What did he do? Let me ask you, what are you doing? Right now. What God has prepared for your life. Are you just going to do nothing? Are you just going to look around? Maybe Jonah's just thinking, you know, it's all dark in here. What am I doing in here? Maybe his mind is, maybe he's thinking, I should have uh, obeyed God from the beginning. Maybe I should have, have never paid for the ticket to get on the ship. And the Bible says, Jonah didn't stay quiet. Jonah didn't say, well, Lord, you know, finish my life. I'm through. I messed up. Let's see what he, what he said. Look at chapter 2, verse 1. Now, this is powerful because the whole time in Jonah, chapter 1, if you read all chapter 1, when he did not obey, he did his own thing. I mean, even in the, it seemed like he didn't care. He was asleep in the lowest part of the ship, the storm. All he said was, hey, guys, I'm the problem. I'm the issue. Throw me out in the sea. But you see in chapter 1, not once, listen, church. Not once did he pray to God in chapter 1. You would think this is the time right now. You know, I, I see the storm. The ship is shaking. Everyone's afraid. I disobey. No. But see, everything, those who love God, those who fear God, those who, even when they fail or they mess up, you don't give up. And the Bible says that in chapter 2 that Jonah, look what he says, verse 1. Jonah, what did he say? Prayed 
to the Lord his God. It says, from the fish belly. Church, right now, where you're, wherever, whatever stage you're in in life, season you are in life, right now you ought to pray to the Lord. Pray to God. Cry out to God. Call upon God. Seek God. This is the time to pray to God. He prayed. He must have said, man, now, now it's really getting dark. I mean, think about it. How big was that great fish? There's nothing more horrible to be alive, but at the same time knowing that you're stuck. Nowhere to go. You're alive, you can smell, you can see, you can hear. But, you, you, I mean, you're just there. Jonah was just there inside the great fish. Maybe just thinking it's mine going 100 miles per hour. Just thinking, you know, I'm here. I can't do anything. It's all dark. It, it smells. It doesn't smell good. But the Bible says that he prayed to the Lord. And I love what he, it says. I cried out to the Lord. Look what he says, church. Because of my affliction. See, cry out to God, church. In your affliction. When, uh, it's just those times that you just don't know what to do. What do I do? Cry out to the Lord. Now you got, don't forget church. Who's a God? The Bible says God had prepared the great fish. There's a purpose to that. Whatever God has prepared in your life right now, in your affliction, cry out, pray to God. Amen. You might not understand it. Why did God put that big old trailer in front of my house? Why did God, you know, this inside my house? You know, whatever in your life at work. There is a purpose to that. But see, now is the time to what? To cry out to the Lord. He says, because of my affliction. And let me tell you, church, let me, let me say this. God still answers prayer for those who pray to him. Amen? See, we think, we think God has forgot about me. See, we think, why, why, why am I in this situation? Maybe God doesn't love me. God maybe has something against me or because of my past or my failure. No. It's the time to pray because us church, we believe in the almighty God, the one who said, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. 
when I was reading this, this psalm came to me. And I think it goes with this. Psalms 34, verse 1 through 6. Look what he says. Verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. Can you, let me see church. Can you bless the Lord inside the great fish belly? Can you bless the Lord right now and say, Lord, regardless what I'm going through, wherever I'm standing, God, you are still a good God. Can you still praise the Lord? Can you still give him glory and honor? And the Bible says at all times. He didn't say only Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. It says all times. Amen. Tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. Regardless if it rains, it doesn't rain. I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. See, we, we sometimes it's easy when we bless the Lord when everything is well. Amen. That's easy. Bless the Lord. When the money's good, the relationship is good, family's good, finances are good, that's easy to bless the Lord. But can you bless the Lord at all times? Inside the belly's fish or outside the belly's fish, can you bless the Lord at all times? And look what the Bible says in that psalm. It says, his praise shall continually, continually. That means what? It continues, continually be in my mouth. God created your mouth, church, to bless God. Praise the Lord. Verse 2 says, Psalms 34, I'm in Psalms 34. My soul, look, <laughs> he says, my soul. In other words, me, when the Bible says my soul, he's speaking of himself. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. The one that was hearing Jonah at that moment when he cried out to God, was the great fish. And it says in verse 3, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. Look what he says in verse 4. This is where I wanted to get to. He says, I sought the Lord. I sought the Lord. And he what? He heard me. And delivered me, the Bible says, and he delivered me from all, it doesn't say one or two, it says from all of my what? Fears. Verse 5, they looked to him and were radiant. And their faces were not ashamed. Let me tell you something, church. This is what I love about God. God, God will never put you to shame. Amen. When you understand God's plan. When you trust in the Lord with all your heart and you do not lean unto your own understanding, 
when you put your faith in God, when you walk by faith and not by sight, God will never put you to shame. And then it says at the end, look what he says. This poor man cried out. And that's what Jonah did. The Bible says, and Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the fish belly and cried out to the Lord because of his affliction. And right here in Psalms 34, it says in verse, six, verse 5, this, more, this poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all, look what it says, church. He saved them out of all his troubles. That's the God we serve, church. God's not finished with you yet. But don't stay quiet. Cry out to God in your affliction. Cry out to God inside that great fish. Cry out to God. And the Bible says that God answered Jonah. You know what that tells me? That the whole time, again, chapter 1, Jonah did not pray or cried out to God, not once. And I believe that if he would have prayed to him from the beginning, God would have heard his prayers. And many times, church, we're, we are in our affliction. We are facing something great. And that's the least that people do. We don't pray to God. We don't humble ourselves before him. We don't get on our knees. Right away we think, oh, this is just going to pass. Or, you know, um, it's going to get fixed by itself. Church, that's why we serve a living God. He is our friend. He is our everything. He is your provider. He's your healer. He's your attorney. He is everything to you. The Bible says that we are heirs with him through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's why we are blessed church. We are blessed through the Lord Jesus Christ. All we got to do is pick up the phone and call upon him. But see, we got to do it. And I finish with this. Even Jesus, when you go to the New Testament, in the Gospels, the book of Matthew, Jesus, he starts talking about the Pharisees, how the Pharisees would not repent of their sins. The Pharisees are the religious people. And Jesus, he gave a great example, and he talked about Jonah. When you read in the Gospels, Matthew chapter 12, this is what the Bible says, because I I'm going to finish off right here. It says, one day some teachers of the religious law and Pharisees 
came to Jesus and they, this is what they told Jesus. They said, teacher, we want you to show us a miraculous sign. Notice that they're looking for a sign, a miraculous sign to prove or it shows your authority. Like saying, we want to see this miraculous sign because we want to see if it's true what you're saying that you're God. But Jesus replied to them, only an evil, adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign. But the only sign I will give them, look what he says, Jesus, is the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah, he says, for as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights. Look what he says. So will the son of man, speaking of himself, be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. But then he finishes off right here in verse 41. The people of Nineveh, look what he says will stand up against this generation, the people that Jesus was facing, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees. He says, the people of Nineveh will stand up against this generation on judgment day, and it says, and will condemn it. For they, it says, repented of their sins. Who repented of their sins? When, as we're going to continue, Jonah went through all this stuff. God prepared that great fish, and we just saw that Jonah cried out to God. And we're going to see that God was not finished with Jonah. And Jonah went, where did he go? He didn't go to Tarsus. He said, I ain't going to Tarsus no more. He went to Nineveh. What did he do? He obeyed his calling. He obeyed what God was telling him to do. And he gets there and he preached to the whole city. And the whole city repented of their sins. And everyone, notice, everyone got saved. That's why Jesus said, for they repented of their sins. That's why Jesus says, the people of Nineveh, those who repented, they're going to stand up on judgment day. And they're going to con condemn all of you Pharisees and all of you teachers of the law. Because me, Jesus, the one who's about to die on the cross of Calvary, to die for your sins, you're not believing in me. And he says, For they repented of their sins at the preaching. Look what he says. At the preaching of who? Of Jonah. Now someone, look what Jesus says. Now someone greater than Jonah is here. He's speaking of himself. He says, I'm right here, Jesus, the one who's about to go to the cross. And I'm going to die. They're going to bury me. But on the third day, I'm going to resurrect. He says, and the Bible says that they refuse and would not repent. See, the purpose is, church, that Jesus died 
for your sins, the sins of the world, my sins, so that you will not get lost, but you will get saved and that you would have eternal life to spend eternity with Jesus forever. And in the meantime, as you're here on earth, God is calling you. God wants to use you. Amen. God wants, did you hear me church? God wants to use you as his vessel. God has called you. God has gifted you to be used by him. To tell others about the love of Jesus Christ. And, but see, some of you, you're running around. You're running. And you're running. And God, you know, sometimes God prepares certain things in your life because he wants to get your attention. You know that saying, you, you can run, but you can't hide. Amen? So church, what you got to do, you got to ask the Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? In what way can I be a blessing? In what way can I tell others about the love of Jesus Christ? But see, church, you can't save others. You can't tell others about Jesus if you're not right with God. If your heart's not right with God. Amen? How, how do you want to save others when you're not saved? Or how do you want to help others if you need help? But see, God is here this morning. And God is not finished with you yet. And just know, church, God has prepared. But that preparation is with the purpose for God to use you. And we want to be like Jonah. Jonah, as we'll see, the Bible says that God spit him out of the fish, that great fish. He took him out of there. Why? Because he cried out. And what did Jonah do? Jonah went to Nineveh and he preached. And everyone got saved. Imagine once, just one step of obedience in your life, what God can do with you and with the rest. Amen. Please stand this morning. Thank you for joining us for today's message at New Generation Church. For more information, visit us at ecngchurch.com.